0: Hi everyone, Nessie is here with you for our fifth and final day of Daily Devotionals this week. Um, Working our way through Luke chapter 1 and 2, I'm going to finish today by focusing on Luke chapter 2, verses 21 to 40. How about I begin by reading that for us now. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your soul also. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong he was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Well, first, if we go back to the beginning of that particular passage, notice Jesus's Jewishness. Uh, Jesus is circumcised and all the purification rites according to the law of Moses are observed. Incidentally, uh, notice also the sacrifices that Mary brings, their doves or pigeons, And this indicates to us um, the humble or modest means of the Holy Family. Normally a lamb would be required for sacrifice, but if you couldn't afford a lamb, these were the acceptable alternatives, uh, doves and pigeons. In any event, there's a deliberate inclusion of the Jewishness of Jesus, the solidarity of God's son with God's people. Now, I've made reference to this. I think I made up this word earlier this week. Um, And I've made this um, point previously that we need to connect our understanding of Jesus to the Old Testament character of God, God's faithfulness to his people and his promises and his agenda to redeem his created order. Everything Jesus goes on to do is connected to that. And it's really important as we read the rest of Luke's gospel and then Acts to see that for Luke, a Gentile believer who is writing to the emerging church, um, spreading to the nations, that the Jewish roots of the Christian church are essential for him. There is a new era in Jesus Christ, but it is not a new God. It is still the one true and faithful God of Israel, extending his kingdom and his kingdom blessings to every nation, as was his plan from the beginning, uh, represented in his promises to Abraham. And that brings us now to Simeon and Anna. Simeon is a devout and righteous man, Anna a prophetess. In essence, they've been waiting for the same thing, in fact, this very thing, the consolation of Israel and the redemption of Jerusalem. Both of these represent the waiting, the anticipation of the messianic age, the inauguration of God's restored kingdom under the reign and rule of God's Messiah, his forever King. The Messiah is the one with authority to act and judge on God's behalf. And this kingdom involves the experience of kingdom blessings, salvation, peace, inclusion, and worship. And all of these in one way feature in the hymn that we read in verses 29 to 32. Peace, salvation inclusion of the nations, worship, bringing glory to God. And both Simeon and Anna function in this story to affirm to us that Jesus is this Messiah and the new era of God's kingdom is being inaugurated through him. Now, having said all of that, I just want to close with two comments today. And the first one is to pick up on the repetition of the mention of the Holy Spirit. In just two verses, verse 25 to 27, the Holy Spirit is mentioned three times. You see, the Holy Spirit is the sign that the kingdom of God is here. In Joel chapter 2, verse 28, God promises that in the restored kingdom, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. We are to understand that the Spirit is the distributor of the kingdom blessings, as well as the empowerer for God's mission, His salvation work. If you were to read on from where we're going to finish today in chapter 3, you'll see that the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus when he's baptised. And as he goes out into his public ministry in chapter 4, he does so full of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's not that Jesus wasn't able to minister without the Holy Spirit. Jesus is God. But for Luke, the Spirit authenticates the kingdom era, And empowers people for God's kingdom mission. And this becomes a really important repeated theme to notice um, throughout all of Luke's gospel, but especially in Acts, when the Spirit comes upon both Jews and Gentiles, and men and women indiscriminately. In fact, Luke quotes this passage from Joel in Acts chapter 2 All believers receive the Spirit equally. And fully, and are received into the kingdom of God and equipped for ministry. If you are new to the Christian faith and talk of the Holy Spirit or the idea of being baptized in the Holy Spirit um, sounds weird to you, I want to encourage you and remind you that the Holy Spirit brings blessing. The Holy Spirit involves us in worship and points us to the glory of God. But he also equips us for living life as a Christian, producing all kinds of fruit like patience and joy. Life before Jesus returns is hard, but we don't face it alone. Jesus has given us this gift of the Holy Spirit. In the particular challenges we find ourselves in right now, I pray that this scene of a faithful Simeon and a faithful Anna who were actively worshipping God even while waiting for his next big move is an encouragement to you to persevere right now with worship. You can trust God, He's the faithful God of Israel. He sent Jesus who we we can be reassured, is the Messiah. As the ruler of God's kingdom, Jesus has sent us his Holy Spirit who distributes blessing and enables us to live faithfully. Well, it's been wonderful to spend this week with you exploring uh, Luke chapter 1 and 2 and I look forward to continuing with you next week as I watch on these daily devotionals. I look forward to seeing you again next time. See you later.